Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hey now, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, a podcast. This is your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hope everyone is doing okay. Really excited with today's episode because we are previewing a really cool and unique festival that we are um, about to attend in Monterey, California, called Rebels and Renegades. And um, I mean, the important thing to understand is that this place is taking in hollowed ground, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's the first year of the festival. It's the first year, and it takes place in in the grounds where Monterey Pop was held in 1967. You know, we're talking about where Hendrix lit his guitar, where Janis Joplin, you know, came to national attention, where The Who played. Um, definitely a historic place. So we welcome today Dan Sheehan of Good Vibes, um, who basically promoted the event and created the event. Uh, a really historic event. Uh, a leap of faith in these interesting times for the live music industry. But man, with an incredible lineup, an incredible lineup that includes, you know, Shooter Jennings, uh, our friend Sierra Hall, uh, Trampled by Turtles. It includes Houndmouth. It, it's really, really re Nikki Lane as well. I mean, just a really eclectic uh, of a who's who of Americana world right now. So we're super stoked to be here uh, and we're going to preview it on this episode with Dan. And he's going to tell us a little bit about the, fest the festival, the history, how it came to fruition, about who he's excited to see. Uh, about the nonprofit uh, th that um, uh, that is called Hidden Hills Ranch, that you know every, every every part of every ticket purchase goes to it, and it's a nonprofit organization in Monterey County that helps families and individuals of all ages and abilities uh, with discovery, inspiration, and education. Just a really cool stuff. So we hope you guys enjoy this preview episode of Rebels and Renegades, the new festival in Monterey, California. Dan Sheehan. How are we doing? How are you doing? Fantastic. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining. Is Amy joining as well? Uh, no, no. She uh, uh, She's with our daughter at swim swim team. So Priorities. 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 Dan. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, uh, one of the other sometimes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But grateful for your time. Uh, thanks for coming. Thank An absolute pleasure to connect with you, Dan. Yeah, I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you having us on. Absolutely, absolutely, and obviously, you know, excited about the first edition of what I'm sure is going to be a long tradition of a, of a special festival, Rebels and Renegades. You know, October 15th and 16th at the historic Monterey County Fairgrounds. Limited tickets still available at rebelsandrenegadefest.com. But but yeah, Dan, you know, let's um let's start with this because we're super excited about it. It's such a special thing that you're creating. You know, I I have to ask you. You've been in music for a long time. Right now, now that some time has passed since the pandemic, you know we've had like a little bit of a year plus of data and and all that. Uh, how has the live music landscape changed to, for you since 2019? Like, do you sense increased appetite, apprehension? Where do we stand? Um, that's a great question. I think uh, when we first came back after the pandemic, you know, I think through the pandemic we were all doing 
virtual concerts and i'll be happy if i never do another virtual concert again <laughs> um and you know we went through that phase and then we went through the phase of you know doing drive-ins or um socially distanced shows we did that a little yeah. bit through you know the early part of 2021 and then it kind of opened back up in the summer and fall of 2021 um and i have this conversation daily with you know agents and managers and and it's uh you know, we're all kind of tired, right? It's, it's, it's been, it's been a nonstop grind since, uh, since the fall of 2021. Um, and when, when the shows first came back in 2021, I think we all saw, like, I could literally be up there with a guitar and I could have sold tickets, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, there was such a pent up demand. And then everybody started touring, all the festivals are starting to come back, new festivals are happening. Um, and then there's some of the artists that decided not to tour until 2023. They decided to just ride out the noise. Um, but there's just, there's so much traffic right now. And, you know, we're dealing with, uh, you know, an economic downturn, which I think has uh, hampered um, some ticket sales. I mean, some of the shows we see, it's like, it's, it's weird because some of the shows do great. Like we, we also own a venue in San Luis Obispo. And so, you know, so we'll have like the last night we had the Wallflowers, and and then tomorrow night we have Lewis Black, and right. you know the Lewis. It's it's we're seeing that the older demo is not quite ready to come back out yet, um, mm-hmm. and we're seeing stuff in like the EDM space. Never missed a beat. The kids never stopped. <laughs> right. I mean, they never stopped. They never stopped going to shows. You know, and um, and I think we. Uh, I think at the moment we're still seeing that demand, but I think uh, people are also holding their money a little bit tighter than they were six sure. months ago, you know, sure. um, because it's, uh, it's, you know, I mean, people are feeling, I mean, I mean, I haven't put gas in two weeks and I went and put gas yesterday. I'm like, I wasn't paying attention. Like, Oh my God, like where I live in California, which is obviously the most expensive gas in the country. It's, you know, I, it was six thirty six thirty one a gallon. And I'm like, yeah. like, so it's hard for people to like, I think it's hard for people to travel, for it and i think people also got uh they they had uh there was a uh, um consumer there was mis- there was the, the consumers weren't trusting what the process and what was going on in the music industry because we all had so many cancellations postponements etc right right and so so we saw people buying you know what we call like rap like tickets wrapping like and what we weren't seeing that ticket wrap happening where we were seeing those big tickets because I think people were kind of like, well, is this show just going to cancel or is it going to postpone? Um, but I think we're past that phase now. I think we're past the phase of COVID cancellations. Um, I mean, they're still going to happen. COVID's with us. It's just part of life now. But um, those are still going to happen. But I, I think to kind of go back to kind of the, the, the original question, I think, uh, I, you know, I think there's still a, a great appetite. And I think there's still a pent up. Um, but I think there's a oversaturation happening here. And I think there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of shows happening and people have to pick and choose on which ones they can go to, you know, they can agreed. afford to go to, you know? Agreed, agreed. Very, yeah. very well laid out. And, you know, this festival is very, very unique. So I think it's, uh, that's what's, uh, it's got going for it. And we'll talk about it in a second, but, you know, goodbye. It's your company that you've co-founded with Amy. I love that you guys have such a green like initiative, like certification, right. like the greening certification. She was instrumental. And you guys are just so conscious about like the waste yeah. and the impact that these like large productions, large tours put in the environment. Tell us a little bit about this, Dan, because you were born in Hawaii. Maybe is that where it came from? And how did like um, this became such a big part of your mission? 
Yeah, so that that that's a great, you know, it definitely growing up in Hawaii was definitely a big part of it. But I think for us, we also, you know, one of the big festivals we do is called California Roots, and it's it's right. our, kind of like our our reggae. The the heartbeat of that festival is reggae, um, and I think it was year four when it really started to escalate, and we came out and uh, we after everybody left, and it was just it was just littered, and and it hit us then that we you know it's our responsibility as festival producers and just as human beings but at that in this particular instance as festival producers to do the right thing because festivals actually create a tremendous amount of waste you know from from vendors from you know consumers from the bars everything there's a lot of waste that goes into a festival and so we really wanted to kind of hone in on how we can make it make it better and and make it to where we're having less of an impact on the environment and the communities that we're going into um, with the landfills, et cetera. And so we introduced our pint program, um, which was what we were one of the first festivals to kind of do it where it's like you get a steel pint, you buy a steel pint for $10 and then you get a dollar up your beer the entire weekend, you know? So, so you were giving people kind of a take home souvenir. Plus they got, you know, if you, you know, if someone drank 10 beers over three days, you know, which is very doable at a festival, um, right. you, got, you, you paid for it. Yeah. You know? And so we did that. And then we started educating people and we have, we work with reverb, um, which also works with like Willie Nelson and Jack Johnson, um, to green their tours. And so we worked with them to kind of bring, to get rid of single use water bottles, which is kind of our next big thing to get rid of. Um, we haven't yeah. sold at Cali roots. We haven't sold a single use plastic water bottle on site in nine years um unbelievable and so that was a big thing and those are kind of the the same philosophies and core values that we're trying to implement for rebels and renegades you know and a lot of it honestly it comes down to education right it comes down to educating because you we can only do so much but if we can educate the fans on why this is a good thing um then it you know that's i think that's an even greater goal and and it's you know to actually educate people on why it's why it's the right thing to recycle and why it's the right thing to like not drink single use water bottles. I mean, single use water bottles are, I mean, if you go, I, growing up in Hawaii, um, my mom passed away like four years ago and we went back to a beach that we went to growing up. When I was growing up, this was, this beach was, you know, white sands, crystal blue water. And we spent every weekend there my entire childhood, I felt like. And I went back to this beach to spread her ashes and the waves were breaking and there's plastic all in the waves like little pieces of plastic um that are coming from you know coming from us it's like you know where you know that 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 single-use water bottles and plastics not just water bottle but plastics in general are ending up in the ocean um and then you know marine life are eating them and consuming them and dying and it says it's a full trickle effect and that kind of was another like eye-opening eye-opening thing and like we have a seven-year-old daughter that it's you know we want to we want to do our best to be part of the solution to contribute to like, you know, earth being okay, you know? So, Absolutely. Not like, you know, and it's like, it's like, I think there's a misconception sometimes, oh, well, that's like hippie and that's really hippie dippy. And like, no, it's actually like being a good human and trying to do like, you know? so, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, there's two. Yeah. So that's, that, that's a, that's one of the, the big things for us. It's like the greening initiatives and, and how do we do that? And going within the, the space that we're going in with rebels and renegades, it's not something that, is uh readily like something that's happening a lot um and so we're hoping that you know we can implement this with this particular brand and, and have it grow um like we did with you know with our other brands absolutely Dan. very well laid out and uh, let's pivot a little bit to the festival i mean we have to start with the location then i mean as a teenager i mean 
like everybody, Monterey Pop, 1967, like that, yeah. that thing just like transformed my life, right? Like, you know, The Who, obviously right. Jimi Hendrix setting his guitar on fire, Janis Joplin, and I mean, just a historic, The Birds, I mean, I could go on and on, man. And the yeah. fact that this is the same place where Cali Roots and Rebels and Renegades is taking sure. place. Right. I mean, that is, for someone like me growing up, you know, a Miami and that lives in Nashville, that's just like spine tingling, Dan. Right, right. Um, do do you like are you used to it at this point or does it still give you like that magic it's such a great thing man. no it, it i mean i i was there you know earlier today it's like you know, we live we live five minutes from it you know and like yeah. it's you know when the fair is happening from our balcony in our house we can see the the carnival rides and and uh <laughs> so it's you know we live very close to it and uh you know it's it's always a talking point for us right it's like because you know for me as a festival producer and a festival guy like the birthplace of the American Music Festival was not Woodstock. It was Monterey Pops. Like that's the birthplace of the American Music Music Festival. And like that's where it happened. You know, with Jimmy burning his guitar and Ravi and and you know the Who's smashing all their gear and and Janis Joplin and 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 it's 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 uh it's a special place, you know. And we are fortunate enough to be able to like do events there. And, you know, Monterey's a, it's still a sleepy town, right? It's like, I mean, today, uh, where are you at right now? Nashville? Nashville, Nashville, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what the, what the weather is there, but today it hasn't got over 70 degrees and it's completely foggy outside, you know? And it's <laughs> like, and so it's very sleepy, you know, and we've always, we've always viewed Monterey as one of our headliners, you know? It's like, this is like, this is part of what people come to Monterey for. And that's exactly what we're trying to create with Rebels and Renegades. We're trying to create where, you know, we're, we're supporting the local, you know, uh, community and, and, and local commerce. But at the same time, we're bringing people in from outside the market to experience Monterey and experience the fairgrounds, you know? So, right. and you know, like the fairgrounds are so historic. Um, and I think when people realize that, Hey, you know, this is where, you know, this is where Monterey pops were. They were like, Oh my God, this is where Monterey pops was. Yeah. And like, and like we, we've gotten that from some of the bands, like Cody Jinx's team, they're like, oh my, like this is where Jimmy burns yeah. his guitar. And, you know, and, you know, Shooter Jennings and these guys are really stoked on like the fact that like, you know, this grounds is, it's very, you know, it's historic. It's a big part of, you know, music culture, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, Dan. And I want to ask about the nonprofit aspect that you guys have with the tickets. But first, let's talk about the, the lineup really quickly, because the lineup is, is a beautiful thing. I mean, we have everybody from it's really varied, too. We, we have our friend Nikki Lane, uh, our friend um, Sierra Hall as well. You guys have a hound mouth. You guys have the Cadillac 3, Orville Peck, Charles Wesley Godwin. I mean, Trampled by Turtles, Cody Jenks, man. I mean, the list goes on and on, Dan. Um, first of all, who are you looking forward to seeing? And second, what is like the, the criteria for this one, you know? That's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I've been really on, um, I've been really on this, this whole Charles Wesley, uh, Godwin, um, kick. I've been, I've been obsessed with yeah. his music. That um, album he made, uh, Seneca. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's phenomenal. I mean, and, and I've just been like temporary town is like, kind of like my, that's my jam. Like I play that. Tense on my, you know, my staff in my office are like a little like, hey, could you stop playing that so much? <laughs> um, but like Shane Smith and and you know Nikki Lane Cat, you know, they're just I'm. It's a it was a very, you know, I in in the reggae, you know, reggae space, hip hop space, jam space. Like I, you know, I can book anybody. You know, it's like, but this particular space, it was, 
you know, a lot of the agents I dealt with were, you know, were agents that we already worked with, but there's a lot of new players for me. And so it was definitely a little bit of a challenge. And they're like, you know, it's a first year festival. So like, you know, for me, building a brand and building a first year festival, it's all about, you know, building that trust. And that trust is yeah. not just with the fans, not with the bands. It's not just with the bands, but it's with the agents and the managers and the publicists and, and, and people like you that like then believe in the festival and that we deliver a great event. Um, you know, and so the lineup was, it was, uh, it wasn't the easiest to book. And I started a little, little bit later than I'd like to, mm -hmm. um, but it all came together, you know, and, and fortunately, like, you know, our, we have great relationships over at William Morris and like they, you know, a lot of the artists, we, you know, they were, there's a bunch of William Morris artists on here and, yeah. you know, with, you know, True Grit, you know, we've got, we've had a lot of history with them. So we were able to get Cody, um, you know, and then, you know, you know, Trample by Turtles with, you know, with Josh over at Wasserman, like all these, these are guys that we've worked with on other projects. So it wasn't, you know, too hard to get into the door, but, you know, there was also artists I was trying to get, I was trying to get Zach Bryan was right. a little bit more than I could afford. Um, he's just blown up. Um, you know, I tried to get Co Wetzel and there's a couple artists that we tried to get that, you know, that we couldn't necessarily, not necessarily get this year, but now we're going to be on everybody's radar. And that's, right. that's the right. main thing for us this year. It's like, how do we make sure that we're on the radar? We deliver this stellar event. All the artists go back to their teams and be like, that event was great. Those guys are great. We want to do more work with them. And that's, that's a big part of it. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, you're only good as your reputation, right? So. Exactly. Exactly. Very well put, Dan. Yeah. You're being so good with your time and I appreciate it. I know it's, you know, rush hour for you, but let me leave you with this, like the nonprofit part, very big part of the festival. I mean, I, I, and I have to just tell this to, to my audience and we, I know we have a good listenership in California that I encourage to go as well for every, for every pass that people purchase and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, $5 are going to be donated to the Hidden Hills Ranch, which is uh, a nonprofit that you guys help uh, people of all ages with, you know, hands-on opportunities for discovering the arts and, and, and a whole bunch of stuff in education. Is that right, Dan? That's correct. Yeah, and so you know, hidden we're you know portion of the Palomo Pass goes to Hidden Hills, um, and uh, yeah, five five dollar goes goes to that. And you know, Amy has done such a good job, and I wish she was on this because she could speak really like she she's it's one of her passions is definitely the nonprofits, and she's done such a great job with it. Um, and you know, so Hidden Hills is a uh, they do it's like a, they do animal rescue on you know horses and other big animals um and then they help them through you know through the transition of getting back on their feet um and so we're you know a portion is being donated to that i mean our daughter also goes on horseback riding lessons out there so there was a good synergy there sure um, you know and you know we're also you know we're also supporting the Esalon tribe um you know which is you know the native tribe to um you know to this to the monterey bay um which is another you know it's that's very important having you know uh land acknowledgement you know and and i think that's a, a big part that we have implemented into all of our events and all of our festivals and and venues it's the land acknowledgement of of the native americans the indians that were on you know on that land you know well before any of us were you know so absolutely um, and i think that's something that it you know uh, gets overlooked uh and so we're definitely big supporters and they're part of our nonprofit uh nonprofit um program as well um yeah and so it's and again like it's 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 a first year festival you know we're a huge believe like we're not you know we're all we're self-funded right we're not we don't have live nation money behind us you know we're and so we we're all we've always been big believers in like building events organically and building them you know you know 
build, building that foundation first, you know, and we and and doing the best we can with you know with the capital we have to do it. So, um, and you know, nonprofits and local vendors and all that stuff kind of play a big part in in that process. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dan Chien, you said it all for today. I mean, we're really excited about this one. We do this for a living, and there's something bubbling here. This one. There's there an is. energy here. There's an energy there here. It comes and it comes from you. It comes from the top down. And yeah. I know it's going to be a massive success and it's going to be a pivotal moment for Monterey, for live festivals. And, you know, we're thrilled to have you on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate Absolutely. it. And thank you for everything. Absolutely. Take care. Okay. All right, man. Listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.